you're listening to The Rundown with Ramona. As you can see, I'm not in my main office doing this, but we have an amazing interview coming up with Dr. Shade Adu, talking all about the power of creating online courses. If you have knowledge, if you have expertise, you can do an online courses and get more revenue or passive revenue or side income for your expertise. We break down how to do your course, how to market your course, how to identify your target audience and more. We even answer the question, should you do an online course if there's already online courses out there. Once again, thank you for watching The Rundown with Ramon. Check out this interview coming up right now. Everybody, thanks for joining me on The Rundown with Ramon. Those who you are fervent listeners, you're noticing I'm not in my formal studio today. I'm away, so I guess you can call this an off-site version of The Rundown with Ramon. I'm glad you're here today. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, don't forget you can reach me at uh, on Instagram at Ramon Ray Smart Hustle or on Twitter, Ramon Ray or LinkedIn or Facebook. I want to know how you're enjoying the rundown with Ramon and how you're enjoying our next guest, which is Shade Adu, who joins us right now. Shade, how are you? How are things in your world? And by the way, thanks for joining me on the rundown with Ramon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm having an amazing day and I'm just excited to be here. Grateful. And where are you based at? What part of the world are you in, Shade? I'm in New Jersey. I am. I was just in New Jersey. I'm originally from New Jersey, uh, but now I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Nice, nice. New Jersey, in fact, was rated as the vacation capital of the world by Said No One magazine. So I just <laughs> got that rating. So I just got that fax that came in from Said Nobody magazine uh, that New Jersey is rated as the top vacation capital of the world. They wrote it in fine print. It was one point font, white font on white background. You, could, you have to look really hard to see it. One of my favorite places. <laughs> so, Shade, let's dive right in, into it. Uh, before we begin, tell us how we can reach you. What's a website, Instagram, email, whatever you want to give, how we can reach you, and who should reach you before we dive into it. So let me reword that. Feel free to tell us a bit what you do, and then feel free to tell us a bit where your website is, how we can reach you, and then we'll go reverse and unpack that story. So who are you, what do you do today, and how do you want people to reach you? Awesome. So um, my name is Dr. Shade Adu. I'm a digital brand strategist and I work with women entrepreneurs who want to turn their expertise, their life experiences, and all of those degrees into profitable online courses and coaching programs. Because you should teach what you know and get paid well for it. You can find me across the internet at Hey Dr. Shade or Hey Dr. Shade. My name is spelled like Shade. Blame my parents for that. I love that. Dr. Shade, you well well earned on that. And thank you for letting us know. Appreciate that. And kudos to you for that distinction as well. So uh, online experiences, uh, online uh, courses and et cetera. Help us understand what that means. Give us an example of Ramon. I was working with a client that was like this and I did this and this with them. And now they're like that because that can mean different things to different people. I know it's a big industry, branding and websites and courses. That can be a lot of things, but give us one of your sweet spots. And then I want to dive into how we can do that, get some tips from you on that. But give us a, for example, I find four examples are like, ah, now I get it. Give us a four example. For example, so we have had some, uh, I'm thinking of the people in the the, uh, the nursing profession, our healthcare yeah. professionals. Um, we have some nurses in our community that talk about nurse burnout. And they've turned that into a course or a mom who talks about mom guilt. And she turned that into a book. And she also turned that into a course. And those opportunities allowed her to get speaking opportunities to talk to moms about mom guilt. So there are things that you know how to do based on your life experiences. Maybe you have a form formal credentials or degrees, or you have, you have just been doing this. You have the expertise and now you want to package it. So people come to me when they want to package their expertise digitally. And we want to transition it from just an idea. We want to package it so that it can become income online. 
So that's that's what people come to me for. I take all your ideas, all the awesome things about you, and even some of the things that you don't like to share. And we figure out what the sweet spot is so that we can monetize it. I feel like if it's a problem, there's opportunity for you to get paid. If you have an idea, you can transition it into income. If you have a message or some mess, it's time to monetize it. And that's why people come to me. I love that. I love that. And that is so important. I like what you said about the aspects of uh, interviewing people and finding out what they may not say. You know, I've been in that position where you're talking to somebody and they say, you know, what? by the way, I was shot and underwater and couldn't breathe for 47 days and I was starving and I went to space and came back. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm exaggerating a bit. But you know, it's like, wait a minute. You didn't tell me that. So I think that discovery stage of working with people like you is important as well. Let's go back. I want to get some tips and insight from you about what you just said, but let's go back. Dr. Shade. How did you get to who you are today? What were you doing the day before you started to do what you are today? Help us understand that story is what I'm getting at of how you are who you were today. So the day before, I'm probably thinking about a couple of months before, I was, and that's, I got that story too. I was teaching in the Republic of Kazakhstan. So I lived in Central Asia for three years. I thought one year, then turned into two, then turned into three. I was an international educator. And on the first day of school, my supervisor said, are you coming back tomorrow? And I said, I don't know. And when you are an educator and you don't know if you want to show up to work the next day, it is time to make some new decisions. And when you're in Kazakhstan. And when you're 5,843 miles away from everyone you know and your family, new decisions need to be made. So it wasn't like I could just quit and say I'm going home because home was 5,000 miles away. So that school year, I just knew that I was not gonna be renewing my contract and I needed to make some new decisions. So I went on a journey of figuring out what the heck do I want to do? I knew that I was gonna be applying for doctoral programs because I had to go back to school. I was on a sabbatical, teaching sabbatical and I needed to go back to school or I was gonna lose my academic funding. So I knew that that was a part of it, but I knew there was more. Um, taking the leap of faith as a young black woman in my twenties to leave New Jersey and leave everything that I knew and love to move around the world to Kazakhstan was the leap of faith that I thought that I was, I thought I was doing it. You know, they tell you go to school, get a good job. I didn't know the good job was going to be in Kazakhstan, but I thought that that was it, but there was more. I was being prepared for more while I was overseas. I had an opportunity to travel to over 30 different countries. I was um, sometimes the first Black person some people have seen, and sometimes the last in some of the remote villages that I was able to visit. But I knew that there was more in the way that I was able to stay connected to my family and my friends from college was through social media. Because they're like, where the heck are you? Are you okay? Are you in a war zone? This is an early 2000, 2010s. They were concerned. So social media was like my diary. It was a way for me to share my experiences. And then I later realized, okay, there's something here. And I started a month before I resigned from my international teaching job in my apartment in Kazakhstan. I started my business online and it ultimately was to inspire and help people live out their dreams and face their fears and do things that they never thought they would do. I had no idea being a kid in Irvington, New Jersey, that I would live in Kazakhstan and travel the world. That was never, that wasn't the plan. I just wanted to be a middle school teacher in Irvington, New Jersey. That never happened. I had bigger plans were um, at bay for my life. So if anybody's watching this, I just really want to encourage you. If you're getting a nudge, you're getting a tuck, you're getting like a kick in the butt. Maybe it's not physical, but you feel it. It's time for you to do something different. So take that leap of faith and bet on you. Because one thing I knew for sure, despite whatever decision I was making, that the best investment was always going to be betting on me. Mm -hmm. 
That is powerful. And then now, how did you get to the online courses being a, I guess you're, you're an entrepreneur owning your own business. How did you make that jump from Kazakhstan, a word I can't even pronounce fully, Central Asia, Irvington, young girl wondering what you're going to do, international teacher, and now people are coming to you for their courses. How did that jump happen? So prior to Kazakhstan, I was living in Philadelphia. I was getting my master's degree at the University of Pennsylvania. And that's how that Kazakhstan opportunity happened. Uh, there was a hiring freeze in Pennsylvania. I was already certified to be a teacher. And that's what I went to the University of Pennsylvania to do. But they weren't hiring teachers. So smart kids like us, either we try to figure out other ways where who's hiring or what can we possibly do so we don't have to pay our student loans. So we had to figure some things out. Um, so this opportunity to go to Kazakhstan, came, fell in my lap. Literally, they were like, you are our teachers. And six months later, we were in the Republic of Kazakhstan. So while I was also there, I talked about um, a month, two months after I relocated back into the United States from Kazakhstan to start my business, I also relocated to go to school, graduate school at the University of Pennsylvania, the University of Wisconsin. There's been a lot of schooling at the University of Wisconsin for my PhD in curriculum and instruction. So I've already, when I was overseas in Kazakhstan, I was developing curriculum for their schools. And some of this curriculum was still being used even when I left. And it's been over 10 years since I've been in since I've been to Kazakhstan, but they're still using what I was creating. So wow. I was put into a situation in my early 20s where they said, this is what we want and you need to create it. So that was my like first real life job experience. And that skill, like I teach my entrepreneurs, you have transferable skills. And the moment you might not realize like, why am I doing this? Why is this happening? But those skills are transferable. So all of those lesson plans, all of the trainings that I was doing to develop teachers overseas, now I transferred those same skills to teach people how to create online courses because I already had a background in understanding how students learn, how adults learn from school. And now I just transferred it into the online space. It's the same thing as a lesson plan. I tell my teachers, listen, we're just teaching people how to create lesson plans and but do it in the digital space. So the, the, the skill set is the same. The application of the skill set is the only difference. I'm still teaching. I'm just not in a, necessarily in a classroom with four walls. I'm doing it digitally and I'm able to teach and train people from around the world. So that's the thing I try to encourage people. And then we had the onset of COVID. COVID-19 was a gift and a curse. It absolutely mm -hmm. grew my business because everyone was home. All of a sudden, everyone knew what online education was because everyone was an online student. So people who, who no longer were able to speak in physical spaces or do their work in physical spaces, had to rely on the digital space. And when you are prepared for moments like that, you can excel. So when pe some people were speaking doom and gloom, I said, we were already ready. We knew what Zoom was. Zoom in 2019 went from 10 million users to March, 2020, 200, 300 million users. They had a massive explosion, but they were prepared for such a time as this. So when the, the time came, I just made sure I use my digital platform to amplify the message. Like I told you before to make your online course. Now you really do need to make it because there's people at home that are losing hope. There's people at home who don't know what to do. And there's people at home that need you. And the online course space literally exploded. It, it expanded like never before. And the projections of where we thought we would be are we've gotten there even faster. So this is a multi hundred billion dollar. The e-learning market is a hundred 
projected to be about $428 billion by 2026. And all COVID did was expedite that, that projection. So if you want to be able to make money while you sleep, while you spend time with your family, while you're speaking on stages, your life and business can still be working on behalf of you if you have a digital automated component. And the one that I recommend to people is create a digital course or a digital product that can be sold over and over and over again without you going to the post office. I love that. I love that. So let's talk, let's find out how do we do that. I'm sure there's some some basics to it. Um, let me give you a scenario. You can pick which one. I'm a I'm a farmer, and I know how to plant seeds the best. I'm like the best seed farmer. That's scenario one. You're welcome to take that, or you can take one. Let's see. I was a lifeguard when I was a kid, and I know the secret to swimming. Maybe I know that course, or maybe um. Or you can just give me one. You can give me one if you okay, like. I like both of these. these. I like okay. I like curveball. Um, I like when people send me curveballs. But for the farmer, so there's a couple of things, and I and, leverage and, my and research. I, and before you go, the idea I'm getting at for those listening, I'm having some fun here. But the idea I'm getting at, whatever the expertise is, give us the high level template of what do we do when we're thinking about, you know, our course. Talk to so us. actually, my 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 family comes from a rural background. My on my probably on both sides. So there's definitely been some conversations about farming and specifically okay. urban farming. So I always have these conversations with my cousin. My cousin has a farm, my uncle farms, and uh, my grandparents were sharecroppers. So the conversations that I have with people around farming is that people are trying, we're going backwards. We're going back to wanting more organic foods and natural foods. They want to get away from genetically modified um, seeds in food. So they need information about this. So if you can create an online course to how can I set up a garden in my, if I'm in New York City and I'm in a, a, an apartment, how do I find a small space, maybe on a balcony or a ledge to do some some farming? There are so people who- It, it seems like- just seems like one, what you're doing, what I'm hearing, I think if I'm wrong, let me know, you're the teacher, is you're going a bit narrow. You took my farming and saying, let's break this down to a component. And number two, you're thinking, what's that problem? Huh? Let, what's the problem? But you're thinking people in New York, I want to do something fun in farming. Let's focus on that. Continue. Is that what I'm hearing? Other people who want to just start okay. gardening. That's So also during the pandemic and some of these times, people wanted to start um being more creative and being crafty and people wanted to pick up new hobbies. So gardening slash farming could be an opportunity for a hobby and for some people who want to learn farming. And actually my cousin teaches farming uh, to some of the agricultural colleges in the area so that they can learn how to farm themselves. So this that one wasn't too far-fetched. And then also there's another piece of like beekeeping that was a part of his farming as well. So find out, find your people. Okay. There are the farmers, there's even apps for farmers and people who love to date farmers. Find your people and really begin to talk about that niche. Since I saw you talk about Gary V, Gary V is also from New Jersey, and he got started specifically talking about wine. Right. Wine library, you know, his family owns wineries or they own a wine library TV. So he got really granular talking about wine. And then he was able to leverage his credibility and visibility, talking about wine to build the empire he has today. So you can become a digital celebrity in one niche, become the beekeeper, the farmer person that everybody comes to about that specific thing. Identify the problem and the people you can solve that problem for. Now, the next one was about um, 
Well, the the yeah, but we can stay on the farming, meaning so, okay, what, so I, I went, I got the, the niche, I went down farming, I found out what's the problem, number three, mm -hmm. I find my people. Now, what about the course part, meaning I know everything there is about farming, well, how do I take what's in my brain? What's next now? What do I- so The next do I piece is, we, we basically are doing a brain dump. You okay. want to think about the step-by-step -step process that mm -hmm. it takes people to go from point A to point B. And this is another little hack that I tell people. I don't have my phone in front of me. My mother took it. I said, do the phone call test. Somebody's calling you. Hey, hey, Ray, I got a problem. I have a problem. I need to learn how to, how to be magnetic on stage. Yes. What do I need to do? And what's your, what are you going to do? You're going to be like, well, you need to do this. 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 You automatically know what to tell people to do. And you know what to tell them not to do. So I tell them to do the phone test. Pick up a phone and pretend you're talking to a friend, a family member, and you're trying to solve the problem for them. Because all the ideas, all the words, all the processes will just automatically download because you, nine out of 10 times, if you're someone who's creating a course, you know how to solve problems. And people have already identified that skill set in you. All we're doing is creating, turning it into a system. So I tell them, just like McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, those are systems. This is why people invest in franchises. They want a right. process, they want a system, right? And you're doing the same thing. This is why people are willing to pay you because you turned it into a system. So what are the steps? What are the processes? You may need to decide if you're talking about farming, maybe we need to decide where, what, how much, how big the space is. We need to talk about the seasons. Maybe we need to talk about the type of soil you need to have, where to get the right seeds from, when you need to start so uh, planting the seeds, when you need to think about the harvest, what are you gonna do with the overflow? What happens if your crops die? How to avoid pets and pests from um, eating your crops before they, you know, before they fully bloom. So you're going to write these things down and identify what's the most logical order to teach someone this. Right. And it doesn't have to be perfect. I would say it doesn't have to be perfect for it to be paid. Once you have the step-by-step -step process or your system, your framework, your signature secret sauce, then you want to take people through that process and they will help you better flesh it out. So like this podcast, this podcast has gotten better and better because you've done it multiple times compared to episode zero or episode one. You're like, okay, now we do it this way. We make sure we send out this notification. We do this, we do that. The process, your course will get better as you continue to do it. So many people want to start when it's perfect. And the link, the CEO, former CEO of LinkedIn says, if it's perfect, when it launched, it was, it, it wasn't, it, you launched too late. If it's, if you launched when it was perfect, you launched too late. Billion dollar companies every single day make imperfect products that we buy every single day. And as users, we tell them what's the problem and then they fix them. And they say, oh, here's 2.0. You told us what was wrong with it and we fix it. And you still paid us, yes. for, us to, for us to use you as the user and figure it out. So I want us to just leverage good business practices and realize perfection does not pay. Mm -hmm. Perfection does not pay. That is awesome. I love it. Okay, so I did my brain dump. I put it on the back of a napkin, Google document. I put it on my mama's diary, wherever. I did my brain dump. I got the steps. I have the secret sauce, in this case, to planting seeds or whatever it is, expertise. Now, can I now then go to the myriad of 5,000 different platforms and basically start to do my course minimally? Am I ready to start selling? Is there anything else at a high level that I need? Or is there a few, anything else? For some people who overthink things, I literally tell them, you turn that brain up into a course outline, mm -hmm. 
and you can literally begin selling it because you can sell the vision of the course. And then what I tell the other hack is just teach it live. Right. And then save that. And that becomes your, and then that becomes the rough product, the beta course, your beta of your course, and you can always make it better as you go, but you got to get started. So I always tell people get in the game and we have some people who take my advice and they have a course created in 48 hours. They're able to ready, ready to launch in seven days because all you really need is the outline because people want to know, okay, what is this course about? What is the ultimate goal of it? And what will I learn? So once you have those pieces together, you can build the plane as you fly it. I love it. I love it. And then let's talk about platform. I don't mm -hmm. even want to say the K word because when I say the K word, all the K people come out and scream. It's the best. You probably know where I'm going. It's Which the K best. one? If there's like two that got a K. That's the Kajabi word. So, you know, and again, oh. I don't want to get right now into all the detail, but Kajabi and Teachable and this and that and Fusionsoft and all this, or just a Google Doc Dropbox, put it on YouTube as a as a secret playlist. There's a thousand different ways. What's your high level guidance? If you need to give product names, you can, but without product names, I, is my preference. How do you guide people over? My mama said this, my daddy said this, and Shade said this, and my Pookie said this. How do we know which one for us? So I definitely have you. I use a platform sure. that I I you like. Mention no problem. Yeah. Um, I, I use Thinkific. I've been using Thinkific okay. for years, um, but I've actually taught, uh, hosted an event at Teachable. So I've been to their headquarters in New York. Oh, me too. Um, yes. I've, I've, I've also worked with other platforms as well. Some, uh, black owned platforms. So I, and I'm also some, somebody who tests software and platforms. A lot of the platforms come to me and sometimes they ask me to do user testing. Mm -hmm. So I recommend my my first recommendation is use what's the easiest thing for you. Mm. <laughs> That's step one. Then use the easiest thing for your your students and your clients. Then we want to think about what's the brand experience that we want people to have. Because I will tell you, there are million dollar courses that were all videos uploaded to a Google folder, and they just give you the Google folder. Yeah. There's there's people who are making lots of money. And they're giving you links to YouTube videos or Vimeo links, and they're doing it extremely low tech. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, if tech, if you are overwhelmed by tech, I don't want that to be a problem. Do the easiest thing that you can do. If yes. you know how to open up Zoom and press the record button, you can have an online course. Do the thing that's the easiest for you, because I want to alleviate stress and I want to make sure that you accomplish the goal. We can always make it better. What I would hate to do is that we do all the bells and whistles and you created something that you wanted to create and nobody else wanted to buy. Mm. So I you pay out and we've had that happen too. I talked to somebody, I think today they did, they got the videographers and they did all the things, but they created something before validating it. So it's harder to sell something that hasn't really been validated based when instead of doing it the opposite way of getting product market validation, People say, yes, I want to buy it. I'm interested in it. Then you create it. I promise you, you'll get better results. The, the reason I'm talking about online courses is because I was talking about brand strategy and marketing. Right. And I realized after interviewing 40 people that the pro the reason why they weren't making any money online is because they did not have a product. They mm -hmm. had a skill set and an expertise, but they did not know how to package it in a way that people would pay them. So this is when I came up with, oh, they need a course. They need a digital product. We can do that. And that turned into a challenge and a group. And here we are, multiple courses sold later. It turned into an idea that, okay, 
teach what you know and get paid well for it. But that came from identifying a problem that people in the marketplace had. So first, please, I don't care what platform you use, make sure you are talking to your audience and solving problems. Um, there was a, a stat that says 43% of funded businesses, people that got venture capital money failed because they failed to solve a marketplace need. Mm -hmm. And the populations that I work with, it's important that we solve problems because we cannot afford to fail. Failure really isn't an option. We don't have venture capital or rich million dollar grandfathers that can cover us if we don't succeed. So it's very important that we identify marketplace problems, things that people want to pay us for, solve those problems and produce results for other people. That is powerful. Dr. Shade, let me know as well. Uh, one thing I want to touch on, I think this is another step, but let me know. You're the expert. If I, something mm -hmm. I missed, let me know. But at a high level, marketing of that. But let's touch on that if that's a good, okay, good. That's a good next step. High level, again, I know there's a lot of different ways to set the stage. Facebook ads, Google ads, word of mouth, you know, build your own thing, start your own free Facebook group, all those things. At a high level, touch on maybe some of the ways you'd say, again, those starting out. I know ballers like you, we can do some ninja tricks. Those starting out, what are some two or three or four basic ways you'd say you got your course and or you pre-marketed? I did hear that. I like that. But talk to us about some ways you'd say to start, you know, some ways to say, here's a few ways you may want to begin. Maybe some are free and or some cost money. Talk to us a little bit about that. So in the beginning, I built my business to six figures organically and organic can work. It still does work. It's just that paid advertising at the gasoline, you can get things much done much faster without all the manual labor. But in the beginning, you may have to leverage organic marketing. So if we're talking about your online course, the first thing that I encourage people to do is to survey their audience. So a lot of people, when I give them the survey questions and they, they put the surveys out, they're pleasantly surprised that people are interested in their course. And I tell them, Hint, that's a little bit, that's marketing. So they say, I'm thinking about creating an online course and they give out the survey. Uh, some people come back and they have hundreds of responses. And if they tell me they have hundreds of responses, I say, you need to sell the course like tomorrow because they've told you they're interested. Yes. And one of the last questions on the survey is when I'm ready to launch this course, would you be interested in um, learning more? Would you like to get on the wait list? So they put their name and their email address in the last question. So they already have a list of people who are interested buyers. It's always my belief, if you're an expert, if you're doing things in the world, that there are people around you that are interested in what you have to offer. And they will, if you give them the right offer, they are ready to buy. 20% of your market is already ready to buy. You just got to give them the right offer. So if it's the right offer and the right opportunity, somebody's willing to buy. And we've had that happen to people like they'll say they're putting out their course and it, within a couple of days, they have buyers because there were already people ready and waiting. They had already done some great things in the world and people were just ready, ready and waiting to work with them. So I always tell people, exhaust, leverage your organic marketing. The other piece, the cheat code is video. People make buying decisions from video. If you are not leveraging video, leverage video, 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 and more video specifically. What did you say? Get in here. You what, what should we leverage? What? Video. Oh. Okay. So the specifically now, I've modified this. I used to be like do your live streams, do your live streams. Now the marketplace has shifted. Vertical video, short form vertical video. Get these videos done, whether that means Instagram Reels, if, even if TikTok is here today and gone tomorrow, vertical video is here to stay. So if that is the trend, that is the thing that social media is privileging, YouTube Shorts, 
you know, Twitter has some things with video. All these platforms are, even LinkedIn has video. So if these platforms are leveraging a specific medium of content, we as people who leverage social media to make business, you know, to, to, to grow our businesses have to leverage it. There's no way you can hide. And, and there's, and I tell people like, they're like, what if I don't want to be on camera? I work with a lot of women, video confidence, being on camera, you know, it's about, I don't, I don't feel good. I don't look a certain way, whatever the case is. I want you to do things that make you feel like a hundred bucks, a million, not a hundred bucks, a million bucks. Gotcha. Do the things. If wearing clothes, if wearing lipstick, wearing a necklace makes you feel good, getting your nails. And that was my million dollar thing that I said, I need to commit to. What makes me feel good? Cause I want to talk on my hands. It's a Jersey yes. thing, right? Do the thing that makes you feel like a million bucks. Show up powerfully and be you. Nobody's looking for you to be anybody else. It's sure. so much easier being yourself than trying to be somebody else. So please leverage video. If you got nothing else for me about marketing, leverage video. Because if you're going to do organic, leverage video. If you're going to do paid advertising, still leverage video in your marketing. And leverage video across platforms. Find that platform where you're, and if that overwhelms you, you're like, oh my goodness, all the things. Find the platform where you're going to commit to doing video. Even if it's one video a week, whether that's a live video or short form video, do a video a week. By the end of the year, you got 50, at least 52 videos done. So one video a week, if you can do more, do more. But commit to that and get started because video will, you you don't, video has the power to just change so many lives. Yeah. And there is a stat, I don't have it in front of me about people making buying decisions based on a video that they watch. Yeah. So video, video, more video. I love it. I got one more question for you, Dr. Shade. It's a political question. We'll see if you can uh -oh. handle it. But before I get there, uh, one more time, give us your, na your name, uh, Dr. Shade. I do. I just said it. But website, how to reach you, et cetera. And one more time, tell us uh, who you are, who you serve, and who should check out your website or whatever you tell us. One more time, tell us about that. Hey, beautiful people. I'm Dr. Shade Why a do digital brand strategist, speaker, and author. And I help women entrepreneurs turn their education, skill set, and expertise into profitable online courses and coaching programs. Because you should teach what you know and get paid well for it. You can connect with me at shadewhyadoo.com or hey, Dr. Shade on social media. Thank you so much. And my last question, and feel free, I have one more question I'll ask about anything I didn't ask you, but my last one that I can think of right now is there's a, going back to our farmers with seeds example. I'm a farmer, I'm a seed expert, Dr. Shade, but there's 4,892 other farmers that are just as good as me and they got courses. I'm an expert on how to swim. I Googled, there's a zillion other swim courses or I'm an expert in calligraphy. There's a billion others. I, yourself. I'm an expert in course creation. There's other amazing people. Not as good as Dr. Shade, but you know where I'm going is that talk to the people who are like my cousin, my brother, my uncle, they got courses on car repair. Why should I do it? Help us understand if, if I look it up and somebody else is doing it, should I say, heck, I'm not going to do it? Or is there still room for me to do one more course on XYZ? Talk about that. Oh, great question. This question comes up a lot. So the first thing is if you're seeing, seeing other people that have a course that on a topic that you want to create a course on, that's a good thing. There's a, there's a, it's a sign that the marketplace is interested and it's proof of concept. And I use the example of Rihanna. Rihanna went into two saturated markets, not even just talking about music, but in the beauty space, lingerie, the category king was Victoria's Secret. And 
Savage Fenty carved a steak. And then she went into beauty. There's Mac, Lamcomb, Sephora, Coco Chanel, brands that have been here for decades and hundreds of years. And Rihanna decided to go into this market and carve her own market share. And it catapulted her to billionaire status. So she identified, number one, she was herself, 100, 125% herself. And she identified spaces in that market where we people were not being served in the way. So for Savage Fenty, for Fenty Beauty, she had an array of uh, foundation that fit darker skin. So women that were in, in lighter skin, there were fair skin products already, a lot already mm -hmm. in the marketplace, but there were not a lot of shades of darker skin. Either you got this one and it's too light for you or it's too dark or it's not right. She decided to open up the spectrum of what black skin looks like and it automatically made her stand out. And mm -hmm. she influenced the marketing in video. So there were videos of darker skin women who were crying and, and emotional mm -hmm. because this was the first time that they had been seen and that makeup fit their skin. I don't have any makeup on today. Well, I've got lipstick, but the ma it matched their skin. And that's a big yes. thing for women. We want to have it matching. If we're going to wear it, it got to match. Yes. And, and on the, the side of Savage Fenty on the lingerie side, Rihanna used influencers on social media. And not only she used also plus size influencers. Yes. But when Victoria's Secret would have their, their, um, fashion shows, these women were size zero, negative zero. Whereas when Rihanna decided to do her fashion show, these women were 14, 22 size. So she gave the marketplace and she gave a, a voice to people who were not being used to being seen in that beauty space and it made her stand out. So I always tell people to activate their brand trifecta. Who are you? Be the best version of you, the youiest you, and really own who you are. And that you is you came from Kim Coles. She says, be the you is you, be the best version of you. Number two is really get clear about your audience. Rihanna knew her people. She knew who was buying her music, who supports her. She knows, I think she, they're called the army, the Navy, one of them. She knows her, her people. So she made sure that her brand was in alignment with the people she naturally serves. And number two, she got clear about her offer and what made the offer different. So you can have a farmer offer, but maybe you're specifically working on urban farming or farming that happens in apartment buildings in small spaces. You can still do what you want to do, but maybe you have a specific niche. So maybe you're doing swimming, but maybe we're doing competitive swimming. Instead of you, maybe you were a lifeguard, but maybe you want to teach people how to do breathing techniques so that they can stay underwater longer. That's a specific niche. There's a certain set of people who want to work on their breathing so that they can stay underwater longer. So you got to figure out what specific angle you want to leverage. Part of what I understand and I'm, I'm using it more is I got all these degrees. I know my folks are very learned and educated. So I talk about that. How do we use all these degrees? People are always talking about, oh, we have student loans. So I say, well, let's pay our student loans off with these courses. How do we use these degrees that we have to make us more without using them in a traditional sense? Because I know you have the expertise, you have the skill set, but now let's turn that into a product. So um, that's where I try to dif sometimes differentiate myself. And then also I work with women entrepreneurs. Um, sometimes we have my, I don't have my hot pink on today, but the colors, the Still um, looks good. birds and all the things that I say attract my, my target audience. 
So how can you carve a piece of the market and stand out by just being you? And how do you talk to your people? And that's going to be very important. There are certain specific life experiences that I've had that resonate with my target market. So you want to lean on those things as well. I think you talk about your story. Part of that is how do you stand out? The short answer is, what is your story? There are people who are like, you went to Kazakhstan? Some of, and I, I attract people who love to travel. So when I'm like, we're going to Dubai, we're going, they're like, okay, because I love it. And I attract people who also want to travel as well because I, I tell a travel story in a sense. So I tell stories about my family and, and, and coming from New Jersey and things like that. So people who are familiar with those areas resonate with those stories as well. So think about the stories that you tell. Um, think about who you are and who you want to be and be, just be, or what we say, just to do it, just make it happen. Dr. Shade, your, your, your clarity, your diction, your brilliance, your ability to illustrate and break this down simply is just deliciously amazing. I, I honor you. Uh, it's just amazing. Really just thank you. I'm in awe. I mean, maybe I shouldn't be, you're like remote. This is what I do, but I'm in awe. <laughs> so thank you so much, Dr. Shade. Anything I didn't ask you, anything you wanted to say that I didn't touch on, anything like, whoa, one of the things, and if not, no problem. Anything that you wanted to add? I just always want to say, like, if you are thinking about doing something, just to do it, just go for it. And you don't know how many lives that you're going to be able to change, how many people you're going to be able to transform. You don't have to be perfect. Like every ounce of you is amazing. And it is, it has equipped you to do the work that you're supposed to do in the world. Just go do it. Just a do it. I love that. One more time, give us the best way to reach you. One more time. Connect with me at Hey Dr. Shade on all the social media. Let me know you found me here, um, and let's let's get these courses and digital products created. Love it. And hey, everybody, I'm Ramon Ray of the Rundown with Ramon on Black Enterprise. You can reach me at RamonRay.com, Instagram Ramon Ray Smart Hustle, Twitter Ramon Ray, and you can just search Ramon Ray on all the platforms. And if you're listening to the sound of my voice watching this video, let me know how you're enjoying it. You know what? For that matter, if you're not enjoying it, let me know as well. Just let me know. So thanks for watching the Rundown with Ramon. And this is Dr. Shade, and we've had a great discussion. Dr. Shade, thank you so much.